Hello, I'm Ali. I'm Nagoni. And we are way behind the times. We're going to continue from where we stopped, and I hope you weren't bored. Part two is just going to get better. We're going to explore the population size of ancient cities and narrate interesting stories and facts. I hope you enjoy it. This time on Way Behind the Times. Welcome to our podcast. My name is Nagoni. My name is Ali. And we're Way Behind the Times. We're a couple of history enthusiasts who love to talk history. Indeed, we are. Another one thing that we need to consider, actually there's two more. Uh, the first one is constant migration and immigration. We actually brought up some of the reasons that there might be, right? Yeah. Um, the migration because of threats, right? Um, you could be migrating because, for example, you're migrating from a third world country to a first world country, right? Um, there were people who migrated from the southern United States to places in the north, like Chicago, so that they could they would be treated better there, for example. Like, um, there was, like, a migration from Mumbai as well, right? Exactly. In Mumbai, apparently, it was a growing city. Uh, back then, in the uh, early 70s and the 80s, it was growing heavily, 1970s and 1980s. And people from villages around uh, the state or around the city as well, and even people from down south and north, felt that was a city to go to because of the opportunities that they had, the, uh, the quality of life that they could get, and the uh, experience extensive uh, reach in society and they felt that they could get a better life if they moved into the city and that's why Mumbai grew in the 70s, 80s, 90s uh, and uh, that's another simple example just like how Chicago in the North, in North America same in Mumbai in India. And then there was another thing that needs to be considered which is disasters both natural and, and man-made. Now, this one's an interesting one. Um, we've talked about some of these cities before, actually. Um, two of them, three of them in particular, actually. We've talked about the city of Pompeii briefly. Yeah, um, we did, I think. I don't remember if we brought it up. but destroyed by a volcano. Yeah, that was just at the edge of the foothill of, the, of Mount Vesuvius. And uh, they actually made a movie, if you want, if you're interested, check it out. John Snow plays it, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> you know nothing. <laughs> you know nothing, John Snow. <laughs> anyway, so Pompeii was destroyed by a natural disaster. Yeah. Um, Indus Valley was also destroyed by a drought. Not a drought. No, 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 not a drought. What actually happened was it was swallowed up by the river. Oh, it, that's the opposite of a drought. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was swallowed up by water. It, it submerged. Uh, it was raining. The, uh, the, uh, it was raining very heavily. The the water levels raised and it kind of swallowed up the whole oh, that's civilization. Morbid. Yeah, it's pretty morbid, yeah. And then in terms of man-made disasters, we have London, which was burned down by the London Fire, for example. Alexandria. Which was sacked. What, what Was burned down, sacked. By two different generations. But and we, that we city is nothing now. Yeah. And we have places like New Orleans as a modern example of a natural disaster, right? A city built below the below the ocean line, and then water table. 
the <laughs> below the water table. That's what they're calling. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it was below the water table, and then the ocean just came in and. And of course, yeah. Another simple example was uh, Chennai. Two examples. One was a tsunami in two thousand four, and the flooding recently two years ago. So, and of course, we talked about the the flooding in uh, Texas. My yeah, God. <laughs> exactly. And a lot of those have something to do with urban planning as well, right? Yeah. Building a city in a place that's dangerous or using dangerous materials or, you know, like getting conquered by like Mongols or something like that. It's more, a lot of these are dependent on the area. They're circumstantial. There's safer places to live now, but we also live in places that are dangerous still to this day. Yeah. yeah. And so... There's bound to be more natural disasters happening. Oh, yeah. But it was a cause of population loss in ancient times as well as now. And so with all these complications, right, you have cities that would be significantly less in size than cities are today. Oh, yeah. Because if you look at if you look at the past, uh, I did some I looked at this graph and it was a very interesting graph. It was talking about the timeline from 10,000 BC up to 2006. I didn't go to 2007 yet, 2017 yet, but I'm just going to go up to 2006. Um, so if you look from 10,000 BC up to 180, the pop world population was less than 500 million. I'm not even saying they've not even reached a billion yet. 500 million. That's it. It was less than 500 million. And from uh, 180 onwards to 2006, uh, for 2,000 years, it's, it's, it's ballooned up to six. But the interesting part is it didn't balloon in the last 2,000 years, to be honest. It ballooned up because I think it ballooned up after the 19, uh, 1800s, right? That's what I believe an interesting time period we're yeah. gonna go into that a little bit further a little bit later yeah but first let's define what is a big city mm -hmm. so by the un standards um in 2016 they defined mega cities as cities with 10 million people plus okay which is an insane number of people to me Oh, yeah. There are actually 31 cities under that criteria right now as it stands. Do you want to mention those 31 cities? <laughs> um, I don't know if I want to go through all of them. Just um, list the top five, maybe. Um, top five. We have Tok Tokyo, Japan. We have Delhi, India. We have Shanghai. We have Mumbai. And we have Sao Paulo. All of these are above 20 million people. Um, the highest being Tokyo, Japan, with uh, 32, right? 38, million, 38 million people. Holy. Yeah, uh, your home city actually makes it onto the list. Second last with uh, 10,163,000. The lowest one is just, just on over 10 million people in Lima, Peru. But there's 31 cities ranging from 10 million people to 38 million people. And it's projected that the list is going to grow to 41 people or 41 cities, sorry, in 2030. 2030? Which is insane. insane. Yeah. Right? Our population in the world is growing, but our cities right now are very, very big. 
Yeah, I, I can actually believe that. But I, I think uh, in the past, the ancient, big ancient cities, um, we have a list of it actually. Uh, we've mentioned Uruk. Is it Uruk or Uruk? Yeah. Uruk, right? Um, yeah. Uruk. See, like um, the thing about ancient cities is the giants in their day. Like, the giants from ancient cities were significantly smaller than the cities that we see today. But, but we have to take this into consideration about the perception of the world population back then. Oh, yes. When we're talking about perception of the world population, yes, that's also a factor. Yes. And another factor is city density, too. Yes. Right? Because, like, let's say we have um, a city like Uruk, right? Uruk had 50,000 people, right? And that's in 2500 BCE. That's right? a long time ago. That's a long time ago. That's almost 5,000 years ago now. Yes. And at that point in time, they were, they were more densely populated than New York City. Wow. Yeah, because they're in such an enclosed space, right? Yeah. And so they're within the city walls, right? There's 50K or more people inside of this small enclosed space. It's not a small thing. Yeah, well, and then then we have another city called Babylon, which in 600 BC had about 125,000 people living there. Yes. And then we have the city of Rome, um, oh, which which we uh, talked about last time quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and they had uh, 1 million people in um, 1 CE. And One so team. that's the first city to hit a million people. There, there are many reasons why it hit 1CE because I think Rome at that point of time became a bigger uh, a bigger continent after that. It, yeah, it, Rome, Rome had, um, by that point, right, um, the triumvirate and the Roman Empire was established, right? Yeah. Um, the triumvirate had conquered three, quite, continents, three continents, right? Africa, they, Asia, and... Europe. Yeah, not the whole continent. It was Just basically the area around, around the Mediterranean. Yeah. But they had conquered it, and the benefits were starting to come into the city of Rome. And so they could sustain massive populations because all of those resources were coming in, right? That's a very good example to bring out in terms of the reasons of what we were trying to focus on those three points that we mentioned before. It's actually very interesting to note, right? Yeah. Because Baruch was... In a in the Mesopotamian civilization, it yep. was one of the capitals. Babylon was part of the Babylonian Empire, of course. Yeah, and it was the capital. <laughs> it was the capital. Are you noticing a a trend, a trend yeah. here? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we have the city of Chang'an in uh, China. I definitely pronounced that wrong, and that was one of our only eastern cities. I'm not sure if that's because eastern cities had less people in them. Uh, I think it's mostly because people didn't have a car. Yeah, I think that's it too. I don't think there's... Because I think at that point, if I looked at the world's population, they were talking about initial years of how populated each region were. India and China at 500 BC held up 60% of the world's population. So that's... so. I think even though they don't have a record of how many people are living there, it doesn't mean that there was it was they, not densely they weren't populated. Densely populated. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards agreeing with you on that one. Yeah. And this is in 700 CE that they had a million people in Chang'an like recorded. Yeah. 
And Europe was actually on the decline um, in terms of population until the 1800s. Oh, yeah. uh, but that was that coincided with the fall of the Roman Republic, or the Roman Empire, Empire. sorry. It the, that coincided with the fall of the Roman Empire, and it also coincided with the Dark Ages and these ridiculous sanitation rules that people had. Yeah. That's also when we saw a lot of these plagues that were coming into fruition, like the Black Plague. There's a lot of... And, and, and not just that, there was also a lot of uh, religious tensions going on there. Uh, like, especially uh, there were in England, if you take it, there was a, there were huge fights between Protestants and... and uh, uh, what's, the, what's the other one? Catholics. Uh, Catholics, yes. And then there and, were crusades. And the crusade there were, war. And then there was uh, Genghis Khan existed, existed around this time. And he, he like decimated, I think it was a tenth of the population <sighs> in his lifetime, yeah. Yeah. which is an insane number of people. That's actually one of the other reasons why I think uh, cities in the Eastern world weren't very much accounted for. Because the number of people that Genghis Khan is claimed to have slaughtered does not equate to the numbers that we're seeing in terms of the biggest cities. That's very true. And so if we're missing any of those, we apologize. We couldn't find them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we do suspect that there are some in that area. And one of the next numbers that pops up is London. Yes, and we're not tripping this up, too. In 1825. Yeah. They have 1.3 million people. Guess what happened in the 1900s? What was the population in the 1900s? 20. In 75 years, it shooted up six times in twenty in 75 years. So now, in 1900, London had 6 million people, which is ins- an insane amount of growth. It highlights what Addie was saying, actually, earlier about the 1800s. It seems to be this critical period in time. Yes. Um, and there was a lot of um, there were a lot of things that happened in terms of population and that type of growth. The reason why there was this huge growth spike in those seventy five years is because of one important thing that we brought out: industrial revolution took place back then. Exactly. Innovation, inventions, people were coming up with amazing uh, technological ideas and. Sanitation, Sanitation improved. improved. Sanitation Medi- improved. Medical medicine. improved. Agriculture improved. Yes. Right? And then we have things like colonialism bringing in resources to a place like London. London has has one of the biggest empires ever established in the world. I think it is the biggest empire. It is the biggest because they started, they started uh, colonizing countries from the 18th century onwards. Yes. Or, I think it was earlier than that. Earlier but, than that, but, but they, they but like the resources it. were coming into the country, right? From they other were funneling countries. in, yeah. and they were making the country rich in resources, right? London is a good place to be, and so as a result of that, cities like this could blow up to six times the size and still be supported. Yeah. So yeah, and like you just talked about, I would like to add on something as I talk about that. The resources that London did not have back then, they could get it from other countries, other colonized countries. Yeah. Like, uh, like cotton or 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 wool or anything that needed for their sustenance, they would be able to take it from other colonized countries. 
Exactly. So, even so, food. So, in conclusion, um, cities aren't as big or weren't as big in the past, and there's a lot of reasons behind that. And a lot of the reasons have to do with personally, I think sanitation. And secondly, I think um, the existence of agriculture or the technologies behind agriculture. This falls under the child theory, actually, saying that tech results in a surplus of food and resources, allowing for more complex social organization. Personally, that's what I think drove it. What do you think? I agree on that. I want to also add a little bit more on top of that as well. The attacks, I felt like the, the threats that uh, were there in modern society weren't as affected as it was back then because there were constantly conquerors coming into the city, new ideas being forced upon into people. You are so, right. The world is at its most stable today. Yes. And so things, at least in the past hundred years, have stayed relatively the same. Yeah. And in that perspective, it was a lot safer now than it was back then. So people kept moving from one place to another just to avoid uh, tyrants or kings to either kill them for a belief that they didn't want to believe in or, or you know, run away from havoc where their house is burnt down and stuff goes into uh, misery and stuff. So in, in that criteria, that is a bigger uh, factor that I feel is why I made it. And I agree with whatever you said. Awesome. And so that's it for this week's episode of Way Behind the Times. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode because we talked a lot about urbanization. It turned out to be a very interesting topic with a lot of... It took us in an unexpected direction. And I personally love that. Um, some, sometimes you you know where to expect things to go. Yes. But when we were researching this topic, it took us to unexpected places. And that was pretty interesting. I really enjoyed this episode and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this next time on Way Behind the Times. Peace.